Calypso music from Barbados begins this edition of WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 672 for release on Sunday, January 9th, 2022. On the program today, Barbados in the Caribbean, the royal visit, and the radio scene. A look at the last edition of the World Radio TV Handbook and our Philippine DX report from Henry Umarai. According to recent news items out of the Caribbean, the world's newest independent republic celebrated its new status with flag ceremonies, a 21-gun salute, official speeches, and general merrymaking during the midnight hours of Monday, November 29th, and the early morning hours of Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. The island of Barbados lies towards the southern end of the long arc of small islands that separate the Caribbean from the Atlantic Ocean. And its quarter million people have chosen to replace Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain with their own appointed president, Her Excellency the Most Honorable Dame Sandra Mason, a prominent lawyer in the High Court of Barbados. The 72-year-old Sandra Mason served Barbados previously as the Governor General, as a representative of the British monarchy. She has one son, Matthew, who is also an attorney at law. Now more about Barbados and radio in that country from Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. The island of Barbados came under the influence of English colonialism almost 400 years ago. And then in 1966, Barbados assumed full independence. And just a little over a month ago, they severed their last legal ties with the British crown. However, Barbados has chosen to retain its membership in the Commonwealth of Nations, a free association of countries that were formerly part of the British Empire. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II was represented at the independent celebrations in Barbados by her first-born son and heir apparent to the British throne, His Excellency Charles, the Prince of Wales. We look now at the seven eras of wireless and radio on the island of Barbados, and we present them in chronological order. First came the era of wireless. It was back at the beginning of what became World War I that the British government installed a new wireless station on Barbados at a specific location known as St Anne's Fort. This original station, VPO, was closed after the end of the Great War in 1919, and a new station was built at a place called The Reef five years later in 1924. This new station was inaugurated under the same call sign, VPO, though subsequently the call became the more familiar ZNX. There were several major occasions when station ZNX was noted in the United States with the broadcast of special radio programming. In 1943, another new location was chosen for that important radio communication station, and an English-made Marconi transmitter was installed. 
That unit had been partly installed in the planned BBC relay station on the island of Singapore in 1939, but because of the war in Asia, it was removed and reinstalled at Boarded Hall on Barbados. There were occasions also when that transmitter was in use for the relay of special programming to the BBC in London. Then secondly came the era of cable distribution. A system of programme distribution that in the UK and various British territories was called Rediffusion was installed in Barbados in 1935. Today we would call it cable radio. Programming was taken from shortwave reception of the BBC in London as well as from American and Canadian shortwave stations. There were occasional major events on Barbados when special local programming was produced and sometimes these broadcasts were also transmitted by shortwave ZNX. The cable radio system was closed in 1997 at the end of 62 years as a valuable community programming service. The third era was that of an amateur radio broadcasting service. For a period of half a dozen years in the era immediately prior to the beginning of World War II, an amateur radio station, VP6YB, was noted in the United States with the broadcast of special event programming. Also included in those special remote broadcasts were cricket matches between teams from various islands in the Caribbean. And just before the beginning of the war, station VP6YB was also noted with the broadcast of a news bulletin each evening. Then came the medium wave broadcasting era. The first medium wave station in Barbados was launched by the Caribbean Broadcasting Corporation, CBC, on December 16, 1963, with 10 kilowatts at Black Rock on the split channel of 795 kHz. A dozen years later, the operating frequency was changed to a regular channel on 900 kHz, though still with the same 10 kilowatt power output. This government commercial medium wave station, CBC, was still on the air until quite recently, as one of the few medium wave stations still on the air in the Caribbean. In the CBC News at 5 election, officials clear up comments made yesterday relating to who can vote. Another ship in the Bridgetown port reporting COVID-19 cases. Jamaica braces for another COVID-19 wave. Good afternoon, I'm Lisa Broom. The details in just a moment. A second medium wave station was licensed in Barbados in 1979 with the intent of establishing a commercial operation as the Voice of Barbados. Two years later, in 1981, the new medium wave station was inaugurated at the CNW transmitter facility at Bearded Hall with 20 kilowatts on 790 kilohertz. That commercial station eventually moved from medium wave to the FM band and the medium wave unit was taken over for full-time gospel programming. However, that also was closed more than a dozen years ago. So then the fifth era was that of FM broadcasting. This radio era on the Caribbean island of Barbados actually began back in 1971 when an FM service was introduced as a program feed from the studios in Bridgetown, the national capital, to the transmitter at Black Rock, a distance of about 10 miles. However, as time went by, people began listening to the programming over the FM communication transmitter and thus half a dozen years later a specific FM service was introduced. 
These days, there are a couple of dozen FM stations on the air in Barbados. Committed to bringing you comprehensive and balanced coverage of the Barbados elections 2022. But I believe that something has happened that would cause them to want to pick, 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 pick. The date on which you shall go to the polls and elect your next government and your next leader is January, January 19th, 1922. One year and a half half before it's constitutionally due date. For whatever reason, the Prime Minister has dragged me back into another general election. The Barbados Elections 2022. All the action is on Voice of Barbados, VOB 92.9 FM. And there could have been a sixth radio era on the island of Barbados of shortwave broadcasting, but sadly this never materialised. During the year 1998, the chairman of the Barbados Broadcasting Authority, Mr Carl Moose, called for the establishment of a reliable international shortwave service that would serve two purposes – encourage international tourism to Barbados and provide information for Barbadian citizens abroad. At least one application for this suggested shortwave service was lodged with the Government Licensing Authority, but the request was withdrawn before a licence was issued. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles for that look at Barbados. Now here's the Barbados National Anthem, played by the Royal Barbados National Police Force Band. the national anthem of Barbados. You're listening to WaveScan from Atlantis World Radio. As we mentioned recently on WaveScan, 2022 is the last year for publication of the iconic World Radio TV Handbook, a staple for shortwave listeners for 76 years now. Our copy of the 2022 WRTH arrived a few days ago, and I've been reading through this last edition of the book. After a final message from editor Nicholas Hardiman, there is a list of WRTH contributors from around the world and a profile of contributor Brian Clark of New Zealand. 
receiver reviews this year are for the ICOM IC705, the Sanjan ATS909X2, the Texan PL330, the ATS25, the Texan H501, as well as a CCW loop antenna. Then there is the articles section, always a pleasure to read. Dave Porter, former BBC transmitter engineer, looks at further developments of HF broadcast transmitters. DXer Ulmark Vik of Sweden looks at his 75 years as a radio listener. About the same number of years as the World Radio TV Handbook. Bill Whitaker, who is also a DXer, writes about the technical monitoring service at the Voice of America, which he was in charge of until his recent retirement. Hans Johnson profiles shortwave station KTWR in Guam, and Manfred Rippisch has an article about radio in Lesotho. There are the usual predictions about HF propagation conditions for the coming year. It's always interesting to see the advertisements in the World Radio TV Handbook. This year's book includes ads from the Australian Radio DX Club, the British DX Club, the Win Radio Excalibur Sigma software-defined radio, the Spectrum Monitor online magazine, the SWLing Post, the New Zealand Radio DX League, the National Radio Club in the U.S., and more. Several pages of world maps show shortwave transmitter sites in each region of the world, including Rancho Simi, Nashville, and Okeechobee in the U.S., allowing DXers to choose their target sites to pick up. There's a world time map and table to help you figure out local times and their UTC equivalents. Then comes the largest section of the book, almost 400 pages, called National Radio, with lists and details about local and national radio stations in every country in the world. These are primarily AM and FM radio stations, very helpful for the medium wave DXer, but it includes domestic shortwave stations as well. Beginning on page 461 is the international radio section, the most helpful part for shortwave listeners. At only 50-some pages, it's just a fraction of its former self when shortwave stations were more abundant back in the 1980s, for example. But it's jam-packed with information about today's shortwave broadcasters, country by country and station by station. And since many international broadcasters these days don't have a broadcast facility of their own, but rather lease time on existing facilities, there are listings for international broadcasting organizations that are treated essentially like stations of their own. For example, the Overcomer Ministry in the United States and Bible Voice Broadcasting in Canada. For each organization, you'll find a postal address, telephone, email, web page, webcast information, key personnel, a list of medium wave and shortwave transmitter sites with transmitter power, number of transmitters, main frequencies, and current B21 schedules, indicating languages, times, days, target areas, and frequencies. There are also notes on things such as ID announcements and verification policies. I found some information to be a bit dated, but that's to be expected since the WRTH often has to rely on information from the stations themselves, which is sometimes out of date. However, a huge team of WRTH monitors around the world keep most of the information up to date, 
sometimes including items that had changed right up to the date of publication. Appended to the International Radio section is a list of clandestine broadcasters and another of religious broadcasters. The next big section of the book is frequency lists. There is a list by frequency of medium wave stations in each region of the world. That's followed by a list of shortwave frequencies worldwide, indicating the power, country, site, and station for each frequency. That's very helpful for a DXer who hears a station on a given frequency and is trying to identify what station it is. Then there are lists of international broadcasts in English, French, German, Portuguese, and Spanish, arranged by UTC time, and a short list of international broadcasts in DRM mode. For those interested in TV DXing or in knowing what's on TV in each country, there's a section on national television stations. And finally, there's a reference section with codes and abbreviations used throughout the book, transmitter sites, DX clubs, and standard time and frequency transmissions. Two more reference lists include international broadcasting organizations, such as the HFCC, and resources for DXers and radio listeners. As I said, it's jam-packed with information that is often available on the Internet, but some of it isn't. And even if it were, here it's all in one book right in front of you. 674 pages in all. Since this is the last edition of the World Radio TV Handbook, it might be a good idea to get a copy if you can. They won't be printed again. Unfortunately, Amazon.com is showing it's temporarily out of stock, but keep watching to see if they get more in. I don't see it listed on the Universal Radio website. BookDepository.com also shows it's currently unavailable. But the publisher itself, WRTH.com, shows it is available for 35 British pounds. Now we go to India. We have a DX India exclusive from Joseph Jacob. The latest monitoring observations show that the following shortwave transmitters of all India radio that were heard very well until December 31st were absent as of January 1st, 2022. This tallies with the various media reports that some old transmitters of AIR stations were being shut down as of December 31st. The first transmitter shutdown was AIR Jaipur with uh, 50 kilowatts on 5040 kHz. The station continues to broadcast on medium wave and FM. Here is the sign-on announcement for AIR Jaipur. अक्रहायण बाईस दिन दुई हजार कोड़े मसीहा डिसेम्बर मसर तेरह तारीख आपणक सदिच्छा शुभेच्छा तथा शुभकामना जन आरंभ करवेशन कार्यक्रम आम केन्द्र प्रसारित होडियम ओफ्रे दुईश चार दशमिक पांच मीटर तथा चौदहश सड़सठी किलोहर्ज सर्ट ओफ्रे षाठी मीटर तथा पांच हजार चालीस किलोहर्ज एफएम रे आपण सुनुछंती सहे 3.6 मेगाहर्ट्ज जोगे मोबाइल फोन रो नियोजन एआईआर ऍप द्वारा आपण आमो आकाशवाणी जयपुर केंद्र रो समस्त कार्यक्रम सुनि परछंती वर्तमान समय प्रातः 5टा बजे 
सतावन मिनिट छकेंड मांगलिक It was AIR Jaipur. The second transmitter to be shut down was New Delhi, 250 kilowatts on 6030 and 6100 kilohertz. And the third transmitter shutdown was Srinagar with 50 kilowatts on 4950 and 6110 kilohertz. That station continues to broadcast on medium wave and FM. Here is the sign-on announcement for AIR Srinagar from Joseph Jacob. Vande Mataram Adab Samin Hum Aakashwani Srinagar se aap se mukhatib hain. Medium wave 268.8 meters, short wave 49.1 meters aur FM 203.5 megahertz par. Samin आज सुनीचरवार है शख्समत उन्नीस सौ बयालीस के अग्रयान महीने की सात तारीख यानी अट्ठाईस नवंबर सन दो हजार बीस ईस्वी सुबह के छह बजकर इक्यावन मिनट और तीस सेकंड हुए हैं हमारी नशरियात का बाकायदा आगाज होता है The sign-on there from AIR Srinagar. Also, the Mumbai 50-kilowatt Vivid Bharati transmitter on 1188 kilohertz medium wave has been noted off-air recently. However, this service is available on FM. Thanks to Jost Jacob and DX India for that information. And now let's go to the Philippines. Here's Henry Omahai with his DX report for January. Happy New Year, everyone, to all our dear shortwave listeners. Wherever you are, welcome to the January 9th edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 178. I'm Henry Omaday in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental, Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank our DXer friends for sending their reception report. Most recently, Mr. Danny Lenberg in Pokerua Bay in New Zealand, Mr. Richard Lemke in Alberta, Canada, and Mr. John Zachary Alvarez in Cavite here in the Philippines. To all of you, thank you very much. Reception logs for December 2021. December 5, Adventist World Radio on 15500 in Indonesia and Pramagat, Guam at 1108 SIO 555. December 5, China Radio International on 15440 in Chinese from Kunming Aning at 1111 SIO 444. December 5, Adventist World Radio on 15210 in Chinese from Agat Guam at 1112 SIO 433. December 5, Boys of Islamic Republic Overrun Broadcasting. On thirteen six nine zero in Dari, Pram Sirjan, at eleven twenty SIO three 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 December five Radio Free Asia, on thirteen six eight five in Laoshan, Pram Tinian Island at eleven twenty one SIO three four three December twelve Maasal Radio on twelve one one zero in Pasto, Pram Kuwait at eleven twenty four SIO three 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 December twelve Voice of America. 
on 12080 in Chinese from Tinang at 1126 SIO433. December 12, Radio Free Asia on 12050 in Tibetan from Kuwait at 1128 SIO433. December 12, China Radio International on 11955 in Filipino from Kunming Aning. At 11.29, SIO 555. December 12, BBC World Service. On 11.945 in English from Kranji. At 11.30, SIO 333. December 19, NHK World Radio Japan. On 11.815 in Japanese from Ibaragi Koga Yamata. At 11.35, SIO 443. December 26, Radio New Zealand International, 11.735 in English from Rajitaki at 11.36, SIO 3.33. And December 26, Transworld Radio KTWR on 9.910 in English from Aganya Guam at 11.39, SIO 4.44. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and informations to pilipinasdx at gmail.com that's p-i-l-i-p-i-n-a-s-d-x for pilipinasdx at gmail.com this has been Henry Gumaday for Wavescan in Bacolod City Nagros Occidental Central Philippines saying mabuhay at maraming salamat po thank you Henry Beautiful Barbados ends this edition of WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, the radio spectrum on the South Pacific island of New Caledonia. Also our Bangladesh DX report. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for the program to the AWR address in Bangkok, I'll give you in a moment, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakadong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to WaveScan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. 
I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Thank you.